Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everyone, welcome back to the SC Report podcast for yet another week. Uh, round 16 is thankfully over, but unfortunately that means round 17 is ahead, which looks just as bad. Uh, with Josh out of the country, we've got a special guest on the podcast this week. It is JT, who you might remember from about maybe like five or six weeks ago. Uh, he was on the pod with Josh then. So mate, how are you? And secondly, um, is the podcast curse a real thing? Uh, given that the last time I was on the pod, I was sitting at 35th and announced it to the world, and I'm now sitting at a humble 163rd, I would dare say that the podcast curse is most definitely a real thing. But great to be on it last time with, with Langy, and maybe we'll go one better with yourself on this time. I think so. Well, I mean, last week that would have been true, but like you, I have been slipping the last couple of weeks, and round 16 was an absolute horror. Um, <laughs> Captain Ponga. Had to play Kurt Mann, didn't play, um, uh, didn't play, what's his name, Reese Martin from the Bulldogs. I think I scored about 950, and I've dropped to 1500th overall, which is behind when in, unfortunately. So That's crushing. Because I know you were, you were big on the, the delete team. The, the finger was hovering <laughs> over the button there. You pulled it back just in time. Uh, there's, there's there's nine rounds to go. It's a long season. Um, yeah, I didn't have the greatest week either last week. I, I didn't captain Ponga. I had him in the team. Um, I captained SJ on a on a cold and wet Auckland night, which didn't work out too well. But um, thankfully, due to Cook and a few of the other guys, Smith um, going quite large, I bumped myself up to a humble hundred or thousand and twenty. Um, I thought that would be sort of par, but some of the huge scores coming in um, bumped me down a little bit further than I would have liked. But, yeah, I mean, it was it was a tough week for everyone. I don't know how many people left Milford on their bench and mm. Connor Watson, if you had him like I do, sitting there showing your other NPRs how it's done. But, yeah, tough week for, for a lot of people, but we'll be ready to bounce back for 17, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like I said, on trade talk. I mean, if you don't threaten to delete team at least two or three times a year, like, is it is it really <laughs> a super coach? <laughs> not at all. How often have you thought, oh, I just shouldn't do this next year? I'm even I'm having not, those thoughts I'm now. Like, I'm not. I can't do it again. Can't do it, but we'll get to that February time. Yeah. Team lists will start coming out and we'll be back again. But nah, nine rounds to go. Who knows? Where'd you? Where'd you? How many trades have you got left? I'm sitting on nine before trades this week. Um, so I made the full quota of about five last week and I think a grand total of 200 points between them. So it was an absolute <laughs> shocker. But they're, they're, they owe me for this week. So I'm sitting on nine. Uh, I plan on making two this week, which will give me seven trades for the run home over eight rounds. So 
should be enough. It's about where I sit usually most years. So barring any injury crises or, or anything like that should be good. How about yeah. yourself? Yeah, I'm sitting on 10. So, you know, pretty similar. I've got about okay. 350k in the bank, I think, which uh, I'll use some of that this week uh, and then, you know, some of that next week and the week after. The injuries, uh, which we'll get to just now, haven't mm-hmm. helped. Um, but podcast tonight, injuries, teams, trade talk and the run home. So pretty pretty standard rundown. We'll start with the injuries. And I had a couple of these on the weekend. Obviously, we've sort of mentioned Ponga. With the hamstring and Tohu Harris uh, with the knee injury, uh, I've got both of those guys, so they're both going to miss somewhere between three to six weeks. And then Madison, he's out to around 20, it looks like, as well now, uh, when you know a lot of us had hoped that he would be back in round 18. So I think he's it's finally going to be time to cut the cord on him. Uh, so, mate, I've, I've been hit with all three of those injuries this week. I think you're not alone. I think given... Everyone was looking at Torhu for the run home there and to, to see him hobble off so late in the game last week was was crushing, but probably not as crushing as, as seeing Ponga feel for that hamstring about five minutes into the game on Saturday night. That That's brutal. Um, and you look at sort of last week was the have Pongas and the have nots. And unfortunately for a lot of us, uh, we had to cop through that. But I mean... You look at it that way, like a lot of people have to suffer through that as well. So, I mean, you're not alone. Um, we I can get through. It. I lost it. I was... <laughs> TV off? TV still functional? Or... Uh, it's still okay. What was the early game? The early game I didn't watch. I was following scores, but I didn't watch. I wanted to make sure I was home in time for Ponga. Got mm-hmm. home. I was all set up. And then it, the injury happened, and I was just like, F this shit, I'm done. And I just Never turned do it, it off. Again. I didn't watch the Broncos game. I didn't watch any games on Sunday. It was just, I was done. No, I mean, it was absolutely brutal watching that happen. But, I mean, I didn't even captain him, but you just, you felt it along with them. And then going onto the message boards and, and seeing the meltdown that ensued, <laughs> it's, it's its absolutely amazing what one hamstring means to, to so many people. But, you know, I mean, the good thing is he's hes out, what, three, three or four weeks. He wasn't playing this week anyway, so... Anyway, we'll get in, into him in the back in the back end, but yeah, it's not not the worst case scenario. He's not dead yet. No, it's pretty close. <laughs> pretty close, but no, like you say, we'll we'll talk more on him on trade talk. Um, let's go through the teams quickly. Only the four games this week: uh, Thursday night storm and the dragons. Justin Olam is in on the wing for the storm. Cameron Smith obviously plays. Joe Stimson will start. And for the Dragons, unfortunately, Nichols has been named in the halves, which means Kurt Mann stays on a wing. But my boy, Luciano Leilua, held him nah. all year, and he gets the starting spot. How good? 17 rounds in, he's finally delivering <laughs> on all that preseason promise. He'll probably score 20. Yeah, he almost got over the strike last week. (laughs) That would have done wonders for his price. But I I had him in from round one and traded him out about round three or so. So the fact you've held him all year. I've held him all year. And, mate, if he he scores anything more than 50 this week, I think it would be worth it. Well, the Zach Lomax owners are absolutely fuming because having him in, a lot of people had him round one and, you can't even make the, the depleted dragon side here. Poor bugger's got an injury. But anyway, Luciano, he's, he's due. He is. Panthers and Warriors, Friday night. Uh, Kikau's named, but I think he's in high doubt to play personally. Yeah. Um, and obviously crossed. the halves for the Panthers are out. 
for the Warriors. Fusatu is back. Tohu Harris is out, and Mannering is named to start in that number twelve. But mate, you've I think you've got to think that Kickow's a pretty good chance to miss this week. Yeah, I mean the the good thing is he was named in the starting lineup. I mean, obviously we'll know a bit more tomorrow night around eight o'clock when they make the first cull. But geez, he looked he looked done for, mm. um, copping a headbutt to the knee, uh, which is something I haven't seen in in rugby league for a while. But I mean, absolute bonus if he comes in, and and you you'd think looking at the Panthers. The way they're, they're set up, they don't have a lot of depth in, in his sort of position. CHN's back on that bench, but, you know, if it, if it comes down to a 50-50 call on the day, I'd back him in, just given the, the depletion of that week. But, yeah, it, it is fingers crossed. And, and, again, it's one of those ones that a lot of people are in the same boat. So, yeah, we're going to miss a player either way um, with the majority of super coaches. So, anyway, fingers crossed the big fella gets out on the park. Yeah, it's a tricky one because he's got a break even of, I think it's around about 100 or close oh, to it. Huge. So it's, it's kind of like, do you even want him to play? Because most of us are going to sell him next week. So I'm kind of like, well, just don't play this week, mate, so you don't lose any money. And then I can sell you to Jairo next week. See, the optimist super coach would look at that and say he's due two meaties against the Warriors. <laughs> He'll clear that break even and then you can sell him for a profit next week. But... Yeah, I think he's so damaging. He's he's due a try, but you, he's had that a couple of knee injuries. So so who knows? But yeah, as you said, he is a big trade out target for next week. So I, I honestly think the 40, 50 points you'd get from him this week are, are too crucial to pass on. But mm. we'll see. Yeah, uh, Bulldogs and Raiders Saturday night. Nothing too exciting doing for the Bulldogs and for the Raiders. Sam Williams uh, returns Blake Austin to the bench. Tarpany named after that head knock. Last mm. week, Titans and Broncos are up on the Gold Coast on Sunday. Nothing particularly exciting for the Titans and for the Broncos. Uh, Jake Turpin named to debut in Hooker for McCulloch and Pangai Jr. named on the bench, which is not ideal, but I suppose it's better than nothing, isn't it? Mm. I mean, who knows where he'll end up. Uh, a bit of talk around Jaden Sewer potentially um, being a bit sick and sorry. So I'd imagine if Sewer's out, TPJ would slot into that starting role, but you know, I mean, who even knows with TPJ? He was laid out last week as well with the rib issue, so wait and see for him. Unfortunately, it's the last game of the week, but what do you do? Yeah, yeah, you've got to just sit on him. Now, obviously, captain, vice-captain, mate, the, I will leave this to you, but this is the perfect week to try the loophole, isn't it? If you missed Lolo or Tapao in round 13, you were absolutely spitting chips. That that was the make or break for that week, basically. Yeah. If you if you didn't have either of those as a VC or or a C option in that first game, you you were lost. So I don't think we can understate the importance of getting this one right um, in a week where you can basically um, loophole anyone you want. There's no. I'd like to think no one has more than 17 players going uh, around. If, if but, you do, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I think you've stacked up a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've, I've had a look at the first couple of games this week. Um, Storm and Dragons first up tomorrow. Um, obvious choice, CS9, Cameron Smith, given that first game. Um, had, a, had a bit of a look at the weather uh, earlier today, and it looks a little showery tomorrow in Melbourne, which, which might have an impact on that game. But... Hard-pressed to back against Smith, given the form he's in, uh, especially against a depleted Dragon side. So I think he's basically a lock for your your VC for the first game of the week. You know, it's it's a no-lose situation. Um, if he racks up 80 or so, you'd, you'd probably take that. 
I'd imagine, given the other captaincy options. But yeah, so I've gone, I'll, I'll be VCing Smith tomorrow night. A couple of other options if you're really in the hole and you need a Hail Mary. Um, Gareth Widdop, you uh, and Aitken for the Dragons, if you think they might jag a few tries. Um, if not them, I've also gone David Fusatua or SJ for your Friday Friday game, if you have suitable captain options in the Saturday-Sunday games. Um, but, yeah, as I said, I'll be going CS9. I think he's just the obvious choice, um, given how he's playing. So he'll be my VC. Backing up from that, I've got quite a few Warriors in my side. I've got a few of your boys, so they better deliver because I've I've stacked it up big time for this, <laughs> this Penrith game, thinking they're, they're golden. Um, I've currently got the captaincy on SJ, thinking against that Penrith lineup. If you look at it, surely he's he's got to have his hand in a few tries that game. I think I think he's quite a safe option, um, given the weather looks quite fine as well. Um, if you don't have SJ, um, Ryan James in the last game of the week. Um, I don't know if you own him, but sitting back and watching him cross the stripe for the last three or four weeks has been absolutely gutting. Uh, you just you just want him to stop, but he won't. He keeps racking up the tons against the Broncos. He'd be he'd be a good lock in as well if you miss out on that VC loop at the start of the week. If if Smith or someone doesn't go to plan, he's quite a good one I think to lock in for that Sunday game. And the last one I had here, the absolute hail mary of all hail marys, Anthony Milford against the Titans. Um, I've been a non-owner all year. So I've, I've sat back quite nicely watching all of this, um, all of his, his slump go down. I uh, watched him last week turn a negative two halftime score into a ton. So if he was ever going to repeat that performance, you'd like to think it was against the Titans on a sunny Gold Coast afternoon. So if your VC options don't work out, Anthony Milford might be your go-to on that Sunday, Arvo. Yeah, he could be that Hail Mary play. I'm going to... I've got the same as you locked in at the moment. Smithy as uh, vice and then um, Sean Johnson as captain. I think I think if you don't go Smithy as vice, you know, you're, you're a bit silly. Just lock it in. Like you say, I'd, I'd even probably take 60 or 65 and just move on. Mm. Ryan, Ryan James is definitely an interesting one. I don't have him. But if I would be looking to trade Tohu Harris to him, so... If things don't go according to plan tomorrow night, you know, if, if my Dragons players and Smithy potentially score low, then I might make that trade of Tohu to Ryan James just to attack the weekend a bit. Uh, if yep. if my initial players do go okay, I'll probably stick with my Madison to Aitken trade, and then my other one's probably going to be something lame like Olive to Remus Smith or something Ooh. like that, but it's depending don't, on... Don't that. mention Olive's. Don't mention Olive's name. Uh, what a joke, but... <laughs> depend- speak the name. <laughs> depending on how that first game goes, if Smithy scores well, uh, I'll go for the Remus Smith trade and just pass on Ryan James, especially given the price. But mm-hmm. if Friday night doesn't go according to plan, I might throw a bit more caution to the wind and go Tohu up to Ryan James and, and lock the captain on him and hope that he can mm-hmm. get over the line again on Sunday. Well, that's a good thing though right that you can hold off on making these trades and and that's absolutely crucial for any any super coach listening that you just don't make the trades first thing you you only make them when you have to so wait until lockout wait until team lists wait until you see how your vc's gone if you do need a hail mary play i mean 
Yeah, who knows? I'm just having a look at the weather now, and it's a chance of showers tomorrow night. So I don't know if that throws you off, uh, Cameron Smith, or you think he'll make 50 tackles yeah, on the weather. Yeah, I don't mind something. it. I don't mind it for Smithy. Yeah, I mean, and just looking at that dragon side, they, they look ripe for the picking, but yeah. yeah, especially in Melbourne. So anyway, wait and see with, with your BCs. Look at weather, look at team lists, all that kind of thing, but no rush. Yeah, exactly. And as per every other buy round, the buy players do not lock until the last game kicks off. So <clears throat> if you need to use a Samber just as a dual position like I would need to, uh, no dramas there. He will be available to switch around between positions all the way through until that last game locks out. Yep. So no concerns there. All right, let's uh, pause for a quick word from our sponsors and we'll be back in two seconds. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, let's jump through to trade talk. Uh, a little bit going on this week, obviously, like you said earlier. We had the five trades last week. Only the two this week, but I think plenty of people are going to be making both of those two trades, given, obviously, the buys in the injuries. So let's let's quickly go through the list of the most popular sells because they all make sense. Um, you've got your injury-affected players there in Ponga, Tohu Harris, Slade Griffin, Fanua, and Madison. They're all in the top ten. Then you've got your buy players who have sort of peaked in price. Uh, Tuala, <coughs> excuse me, Tuala, George Jennings, and Tamari Martin. Then you've got Katoa, who a lot of people are selling. He's probably got a bit more cash to make, but he's not the blockbusting super coacher that we were all led to believe from earlier mm. in the year. And then you've got the losers like myself and you, who traded in John Olive, who are, <laughs> are selling him. So, <laughs> mate, most of those top tre- top ten most sold, they all make sense, don't they? I think so. Um, it's hard sometimes to justify trading out a guy like Kalen Ponga or even Torhu, who you know aren't going to be gone for, for the season, so they'll come back in at some point. But I think you know, unless you're, you're so comfortable, I think you've got to start making those trades given second row and fullback are so important this year. Um, there's too many guns in those positions to pass up. So, yeah, can absolutely see why someone might be trading out a Ponga or a Harris. Um, and, a, and a Maddo as well, I guess, you know, with that news coming in that he's he's due back in round 20. Um, but, yeah, I mean, looking at that list, the only one I could sort of justify by keeping based on their break-even and their price is probably Katoa um, or even a John Olive, just because you're not really making too much on that trade. And, um, you yeah, know, if you've got someone like a, 
uh, I guess, a George Jennings sitting there who's sort of mid-ranger, who's priced quite well. Um, you might be more inclined to sell them and take the money as opposed to um, selling, a, a, I guess, a cheapie in, in Katoa or Olive. But, you know, you can't look at that and argue against against any of those. I'm actually quite surprised that Slade Griffin was, was still so highly owned. <laughs> 1500 trade outs um but yeah can't yeah exactly can't argue with with any of those no exactly i suppose the question with regards to ponga and harris is who are people selling them to so we'll segue into some of the more popular buys now because i'm gonna i've obviously got both of those guys but i'm gonna wait a week and wait for some of these origin players like a jai arrow angus Crichton, tedesco um turbo to become available because i don't see the options this week as particularly appealing i don't really see two of us a Sheck or dufty as one of your two fullbacks that you want through to the end of the year i think it's just worthwhile just waiting a week there and getting the one of teddy or Trebojevic that you likely don't already have uh, which would be teddy for myself um and Tohu Harris, I think people are probably selling him to Ryan James, which I would, you know, I'm potentially looking at that trade, and that that does make some sense. But mm-hmm. again, if if you can just sit on him for a week, you can get Jairo or Crichton uh, for a lot cheaper, and they could potentially they're probably going to score about the same as Ryan James uh, through to the rest of the year. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sit and wait on those two boys and look to to upgrade to genuine keepers for the run home as opposed to the likes of two of us, Ashek and Dufty, who are, look, they're probably okay, but they're not in the top two fullbacks. No, and you would probably eventually trade them out anyway for a, a Teddy or Turbo, but it's just, it's the lure of getting a player in for this round um, mm. and seeing how vital that, that score ends up being. But I guess you do have to weigh it up with there's, what is then eight rounds to go after this round so is it worth pulling in a player this week for 50 points if they're going to average 10 or 15 less than a gun you might already have there um can you cover for a a ponga or a harris um i I think certainly a harris because i mean who doesn't already have four or five guns in their second row i think he's he's definitely a guy you can sort of carry there if you don't need the cash um yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a hard one for me with Ponga because I traded in RTS last week for, for Teddy. So at this point, I'm running with RTS and Ponga for the next couple of weeks. Um, obviously, looking at, at Turbo coming up, he's quite nicely priced and has a good run home. So, yeah, I mean, I, I know I'm going to have to make the trade in at some point. So it's when I pull the trigger, I guess. That's um, the key thing over the next few weeks. Yeah, yeah, definitely, I think. Ponga, look, I mean, what if Ponga's only going to miss three weeks and this is one of those three? So what if he's only going to miss two games? Do you, do you think that they would bring him back sooner rather than later? Oh, I mean, they're probably not going to make finals. So do you think, think that they just take it a bit safe? Yeah, I mean, that's probably the key thing, especially that they're getting Pierce back as well. So, I mean, they're not running on fumes or anything, but... Uh, yeah, it's hard to say, especially a hamstring injury that they're so likely to um, recur. But yeah, I mean, it, it is a bit of a gamble even keeping him in um, now, get, uh, factoring in him coming back in, say, round 20 or 21 and, and trying to play the season out. He's torn the hamstring once. There's um, no telling if he could do it again. So uh, yeah, I can't watch him play, though, and not own him. That's that's the main, yeah, that's yeah. The main draw card. Yeah. 
I don't know how people have sat back and, and watched him the last month or so tear up, but there's nothing better than, than watching him stroll around and he's, and he's in your side. But, yeah, it's just whether or not you think um, then, you know, it's, it's more of a pod not to have him in the lead, in the, in the run-in home, um, yeah, it's, it's a big call to make, but one I think you can probably wait a couple of weeks on, wait until Teddy and Turbo are back, um, see how RTS has gone if you if you have him like I do, and then make a call probably round 19. Um, see if, if you're going to miss out on too many points not having one of those gun fullbacks in and you need to make the call. But, yeah, personally I'll be sitting on him for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting the latter just very quickly. Broncos mm. in eighth have actually got a six-point lead over the rest over the Raiders, Tigers, and Titans, and then the Knights are behind them. So it's it's almost like the top eight is probably you know seventy or eighty percent set already, and the rest of these guys are are long shots to make it. Um, so yeah, like I said, you know if if Pong is not right in two or three weeks, they might just ease him back. But who knows? But yeah, like uh, I would I'd be waiting a week. Um, and and looking for Teddy Ochobovic after yeah, that. Yeah, if they if they even play next week, um, I know uh, yeah, Trent Robinson, the Roosters coach, has said he's he's leaning towards resting a few players. Um, Turbo is playing for a side that can't make the eight, so yeah, it, it, it remains to be seen what happens in round eighteen, which could probably be quite a t- tough round to to juggle some players in. So. Ponga, I think he's a hold for a couple of weeks. Hopefully, best case scenario, and he's he's not too far away. Definitely. Uh, some of the cheapies this week we've got Remus Smith from the Dogs, Lincoln, sorry, Lachlan Lewis uh, from the Dogs as well. Olam from the Storm is popular, uh, and then you've got people are still jumping on Whitop and Sean Johnson, who we've spoken about over the last few weeks. Uh, I suppose Remus Smith. Versus Olam is a is a decent question. Uh, Remus Smith with the job security, Olam with the enoughness in the fact that you'll get some points this week, and then he's probably not going to be around after that. Uh, I'm going to go with Remus Smith uh, just because I've actually seen him play and actually know what he looks what he looks like. Um, and he, you know, you never know. You never know what might happen at centre wing later on in the year. He might have a good matchup. And you want to spot play him if one of your guys is out for a week or something. So I'm going to go him. He's only sort of 13 grand uh, more expensive than Olam, but I understand the strategy. Some people like to to do that with the nuffs this late in the season, don't they? And just get the hopefully get 40 or 50 points this week, and then he he doesn't show up again for the rest of the year. Mm. And you can use your VC loop and, and all that. I actually think I, I disagree on the whole Ramus Smith thing. If you're tossing up between him and Olam, I think given matchups this week, um, Storm against the depleted Dragons and the Bulldogs just being the Bulldogs and as hopeless in attack as they are, I think if I was to put money down, Olam outscores Smith every day of the week. I know Smith had quite a good debut last week, um, got a few attacking stats against the Knights, but even just looking at both of them, I think Smith is more of a chance to stay around and sort of linger as that AE nightmare if um, the Morrises aren't back anytime soon, whereas I think Olam has far too much competition in that in that space and he's also more likely to have a higher score this week, in my opinion. So, I mean, if, if I was to go... Between the two, I'd be going Olam every day. But um, you did mention you may be holding a, a Smith for later in the year if you needed him to um, come in in an emergency situation. 
bench or something like that. Yeah, I'd have a my my bench in centre wing would be Katoa, Man, and a Smith or Olam. So it's a it's a very weak bench, mm. and I'd only play them in dire straits. But no, fair point, fair point. I'll I'll have to dig into to Olam a little bit more. I think uh, some of the stats for this week, which just make it really stand out to me that it is going to be a tough week. There's only two players in the top 10 average that are playing this week, which is Hodgson uh, and Sean Johnson. Uh, in the top 20, you've only got four others, being Martin, Ryan James, Cam Smith and Widop. So you've only got six of the top 20 actually playing this week. Uh, and if you can hold off on a couple of those trades uh, with some of those injured guys, next week you'll have people like Arrow, Crichton, Tedesco, Nathan Brown, who we shouldn't forget, Papali, uh, Ferguson, and potentially even Paul Gallen, who's winding back the clock in the last month, um, along with you know the Trebojevic's, uh, Taumalolo, all the usual suspects that most people uh, already have. So I think it's 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 just a tough week this week, isn't it? There's there's very minimal keepers actually playing, uh, and it, it's just going to be a week where you try and scrape sort of 700 points together uh, and just move on to next week. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you r- rattled off some of those names for next week if you're looking at trade-ins, and a lot of them are second row. So I think I'm running with um, one second row player this week. Um, being Reese Martin and the rest are filled with guys that will come back in, in in round 18. I just can't justify trading any of those guys out for uh, a second row forward that plays this week. I, I couldn't even name you one right now that Luciano would be a <laughs> If you were downgrading someone and wanted an extra 400K, absolutely <laughs> Luciano. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's... It's just how it goes. You need to toss up whether you're desperate for points this week. And even if you think, looking at the pack, how is everyone else going to go this week? Looking around at some of the message boards and and Facebook, I think average is probably around 12 or 13 players. Yeah. And and of that, probably eight or nine that would be keepers until the end. So, yeah, as tempting as it is to get these, these sort of guys in for the hit and run, Round 17, um, you look at that list of players you rattled off and, and there's, there's too much gold there um, to sacrifice in the run home. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, mate, well, look, that that's the normal trade talk that we do, but um, we, it, we've got a bit of special sort of extra work that you've put in here, I suppose, that uh, that Wenin doesn't usually do, uh, which is good. We've got a bit of analysis of the run home, um, you know, team by team based on the draw and then some of the top players for the run home. So what I will actually do is I will put this put this table and, um, and some of your notes up, maybe as a standalone post uh, linking to the pod, but talk us through some of the key points for the run home over the last nine rounds. Yeah, sure. So it was pretty straightforward. Just had a look at all the, the teams in their run home. So games against bottom eight sides, the top eight sides, and then home and away. So... Nothing too much stood out here. Um, the Dragons have quite a good run against bottom eight sides. So out of the next nine games, they're playing six against bottom eight sides. Conversely, they are playing six games away from home. So if you're tossing up a, a guy like Gareth Widdop, who seems to save his best games for, for win and, and, and Oki, um, that could sway you one way or the other. Um, Raiders playing a lot of top eight sides coming home. They've got six out of their next nine against current top eight sides. If 
five of those games away from home. Tough so run, very bit, tough. Yeah, they can be a bit a bit shaky, and a few outside backs of theirs are, are on some teams' hit lists this week. Um, so planning ahead, I, I don't quite... Looking at their game against the Broncos last week, the way that they fell away just didn't fill me with a lot of confidence. So, yeah, I, I can't... I can't back them in the run home, given that that run. Um, Rabbitohs, Roosters and Sharks play five games against some bottom eight sides in the run home. So they're sort of filled with a lot of super coach relevant players. Um, so I like their, their run home. These guys are, will be floating around the top four, uh, so won't be slacking off. Um, Titans, Dogs, Manly, Storm and Broncos play the majority of their, their games coming home. So I think Titans and Dogs probably super coach irrelevant, but if you look at a Manly, you've got the Trebojevic brothers, um, who that probably spells good news for. For the Storm, you've got a Cameron Munster, Cameron Smith combination, so they're going to be playing a lot of games at Amy. And then the Broncos... Um, Playing a lot of games at Suncorp, so the likes of Milford and Isako may remain super coach relevant over that period. So the, re the rest of the sides are sort of balanced between who they play, top eight and bottom eight, home and away. There's not nothing too much that stands out there, but a um, couple of super coach relevant teams with, with some good runs and, and some with some not so good runs. So... If you're looking long-term for your trade-ins this week, it's probably worth just having a look and, and seeing if these guys, if you back them in for a good run the last eight rounds or so. The Raiders is the one that really stands out to me with those mm. six ga six games left against the top eight. And that, you know, the likes of Croker and such, that's that's obviously not good news for him. Maybe even Tarpanay and Papali, you know, looking for some of those attacking stats as well. Uh, with the return of Hodgson in recent weeks has obviously helped, but... Yeah, it's going to be a tough, tough run home for them, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be stacking your team with them. I brought in Croker last week, thinking he was he was a good thing, but didn't turn out quite that way. But um, with Hodgson back, I think that's that's kind of the X factor that that might spur them on if you were if you were a gambling man. Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a, a few games away from from Canberra. Uh, yeah, if you're tossing up between a Raiders player and someone else, say a Storm or, or a Broncos back this week, I, I probably wouldn't go towards the Raiders based on that run home. It's just, it's the toughest of all of them, I would say. Agreed. Agreed. Now, let's look at some of the top players in each of the positions uh, just quickly. Hooker, we've got Damien Cook and Cameron Smith with Hodgson as a potential pod. Uh, I don't think we need to, to talk on that too much. Front row, let's take a look at some of these guys here. We've got Tapao, Sam Burgess, Ryan James. And then in the mix, you know, on the tier below them, you've got TPJ, Tarpanay, Sims and Fafida potentially with pod option being Aiden Tolman, who a few people spoke about last week. He's very cheap and did play good minutes. But you're gonna you're looking for the three three keepers and one nuff option in the front row? No, I mean I think for for the front row forward it's it's there's not a lot of keeper keeper options. We've talked about the second row forward just being stacked to the absolute gullet, but Front row forward, I think it's hard to look at your last eight rounds and not have a Marty Tapao and a Sam Burgess in there. I think they're basically locks given their averages 65 and, and 61. 
um, surges as well as priced quite nicely. So I think it's, it's it'd be hard not to have those in the run home. But then conversely, you look and their discipline hasn't been too great this year. They're, they're injury prone. Um, so I think it's very important as well to have some sort of backup there that you can rely on for a 50, 60 point week, which is why I've said, if you hold a guy like TPJ, Tarpane, Sims, um, even Andrew Fafida, if you haven't sold him yet, um, I think worthwhile keeping those guys around. Um, because yeah, I, I, I had a look at that front row forward listing this week. I can only see to power surges and now who's suddenly come out of nowhere, Ryan James as being guys you definitely want to lock into your side. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely worthwhile given the injury and disciplinary um, factors around those guys, you'd want to have a solid backup. So I'd recommend probably running with two of those guns and then a solid mid to high ranger and then probably enough given there's so many of them running around this week. Yeah, yep. I agree with that. I'm I'm sitting at the moment with Tapao Burgess for feeder. Uh, and then when I trade Cacao, I'm just gonna shift Pangai up to front row. Uh, and that and that'll be that'll be my four for the run home. Second row is where a lot of the guns are, you know, Gerbo, Talmalolo, Arrow, Crichton. Reese Martin even potentially he's he's definitely getting the job done. Uh, Nathan Brown, good option I think. Papali needs to be looked at as well. Uh, and then Gallon, we mentioned him very briefly earlier on, but he's playing big minutes lately and he's knocking out a, a ton of super coach points. So mm-hmm. could it be, you know, one last run in your side for Gallon over the last couple of months of the year? Mm. We've seen JT off. He's had his swan song in our sides. Yeah, he's done. Uh, so maybe it's, it's, <laughs> it's shedding a tear as I say that. But PG13, he's... um. He's wound back the clock a bit at 700 years of age. He's pulling attacking stats out of his backside somehow, and he's he's stealing minutes off of Fafita, which was a big gripe of, of quite a few super coaches. But I think he's sitting below 10% in ownership. Um, a lot of people wrote him off early in the year, um, given the, the minutes and the points he was churning out. But I think he's just turned a corner, not playing Origin. He's, he's fresh coming into the run home. Sharks play a lot of bottom eight teams coming up, so good chance for them um, to get a roll on. He's he's about 610k though, so his his run of form's been uh, a bit costly towards his price there. But I mean, if you if you're short of a gun, if you don't have say four or five of the names we 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 put forward there, uh, I would definitely recommend a Paul Gallen post round 18. I just see him taking those minutes off for feeder for the rest of the year. Um, Aaron Woods coming into the rotation probably based on last week didn't affect him too much and I think he's just on a mission at the moment so Fafida's a bit worn and torn um, long year for him a lot, a lot of travel so I think if you had Fafida I'd be giving him up for his older um, front row teammate there yeah yeah definitely if you've got trades left Ah, uh, Fafita, yeah, he's looking a bit worse for wear at the moment. In the halves, we've got SJ, SJ Munster, Widop, uh, and then I've got the likes of Cleary, Ash Taylor, Milford, slightly below them. Not sure what's yep. going on with Cleary, but obviously he doesn't have the goal kicking and he's just not scoring points. So I would not be looking to jump on him at all unless he unless he shows me something. Um, I'm going to sit with SJ Widop and then uh, Tamari Martin and Milford as my backups. Uh, so I'm happy to run the SJ Widop combo uh, 
through to the end of the year uh, with Munster potentially another option there for those who want to be a little bit different because I think a lot of people will have that SJ Widop combo. Mm. Interesting you said you'd run with Martin. Um, 100k up to Nathan Cleary after this week. So Yeah, yeah I mean, true. true. I, had, yeah. I hadn't really thought about it after this week. I'll yeah, I might see where my cash is at, and that could potentially mm. be an option. But, I mean, Tamari Martin's been scoring. He hasn't been setting the world on fire, but he's been scoring more than Cleary. Yeah, exactly. He's done his job um, with my boys up there. But Cleary's one of those guys that everyone was talking about getting in um, pre-origin. He had such a, a good run, and especially coming off a great year last year. Um, he hasn't scored that well the last few weeks and especially not against Manly getting sin binned and and all that I think he's definitely one at that 450k price watch you'd, you'd look at that and like to hope he gets the goal kicking back and that Penrith find a bit of form I know a lot of people have sort of penciled him in for their run home later in the year um, but I mean most guys probably are carrying SJ and Widdop um, in this round 17 so, yeah, he's, he's a guy you, you sort of, you, as you said, sit and watch what he does the next few weeks. Maybe Origin's taken a bit of a toll, but, yeah, I mean, he's got pedigree. So, yeah, if he, he has one good game, I'd imagine a few people will have their ears pricked and, and go. But I think Munster as well, on top of SJ and Widdop, if you're going to get an extra half in there, I, I think forgetting his horrendous game last week, um, I think he's probably a lock for your your either your five eighth or your fullback if you can get him in there for the run home. I just think he's got too many points in him. The Storm have have a great run coming up. Um, they'll be gearing up for the finals. So Cameron Munster's definitely on my watch list. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Center wing, uh, you've got here. Just throw some darts at a board, and that's that's very true. Yeah. There is just what a horrendous position. Uh, oh. There is just a bunch of people. I'm just going to rattle rattle these names off: Madison, Masters, Fergo, Aitken, Johnson, Fusatua, Roberts, Ramy, and Mitchell, McDonald, Lee, Lafay, Jennings, Isako, Hopawade, Holmes, Croker, Kotrick. Like, take your pick. Who, who yeah. knows? Who knows? Hey, who knows? Have five or six of them, and you'll probably score the same as someone who has a completely different set yeah. of five or six. Yeah, exactly. It's an absolute lottery. Like, uh, a lot of people um, had Maddo in there for the, the run home, but given he's out until round 20 and then he's coming back with question marks on him, does he even become a buy-in in that period? Again, it's a wait and see. But, yeah, I mean, at one week, Aitken will score you 80, and the next he'll get a 30. Fergo, the same thing. Basically, all of these... Yeah, what did Fergo end up on on the weekend? I was thinking about bringing him in, and I think he had a disaster, didn't he? Uh, I think the banner got to him in a in a little way. He scored a he scored thirty nine, so not too bad. He did look a bit dangerous, especially right at the end. He threatened to to break the line there, but his thirty nine was his lowest score in since he's had one lower than that the entire year. The rest have been fifties, eighties, nineties. So. Yeah, if you're looking for consistency in your centre wing and if you're thinking the store, are the Roosters are good for a, a strong run home, I'd, I'd say he's probably a buy-in. Yeah. Um, but again, like he's 640K and you're getting other guys like yeah, Latrell Mitchell, 510K, Nene, 410, Lafire, 440. There's a lot of guys that can score the same that are priced a lot lower. So Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, it is a lottery. We can tell you one week to go... Um, 
Fusatu, he'll score 120 the next week. So who, who knows with the centre <laughs> point. Yeah, and then fullback, I think we've spoken about these guys, Turbo, Teddy, Ponga, if he wasn't injured, pick, take your pick out of two of those three, and then RTS as the pod option, I think. We covered him earlier on. Um, just to wrap up, what have we got in terms of nuffs this week? We've spoken about Olam and Remus Smith a little bit, uh, but there's a few other blokes, isn't there, who will probably sort of get some game time this week and then disappear? Yeah, so I mean the the top target here, if you were looking to nuff this week, is obviously either Olam or Raymond Smith um, in the centre wing. There's a couple of other options in the Dragons pack that I've seen a few people talking about. So we've got Blake Laurie, who's front row only, about 190k. He's named at lock this week. Jacob Host, a second rower, um, dual position, about 211k. And your boy Luciano, who's He's still on the same price. <laughs> no, he actually he actually started at the one seventy seven, I think. Oh, gee, there you go. I'm not sure. Lost, I think he lost. Did. So he's lost thirteen k this year. So he's he's just just about to peak, I'd imagine. Um, yeah, he no, he um, did. Yep, he did because he but, started off the year with thirteen injury, twenty one, eighteen, eight. I was watching him ha- having him in the side from round one. You watch him play. And it gets to like the 75th minute, and you're like, oh, sure, thank God he's not going to get a run. <laughs> yeah. and, he, and he trundled out there for about two hit ups. But the fact you've held him this long, I, I hope he delivers for you this week. <laughs> Might go straight, C. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it's, it's Super Coach 2018. Anything can happen. Yeah. I was coming fourth after two weeks. <laughs> Literally anything can happen. <laughs> But yeah, aside from that dragon side, Lachlan Lewis in the halves is dual, 160k if you needed to downgrade anyone there. Um, Tui Kamikamika, who's dual, he's playing off the bench for the Storm this week at 177k. Probably unlikely to get much of a run after that, but I mean, the fact he's on a bench should probably sway people away. And if you're looking for a second row, front row, enough to look at the dragons. A um, couple of other guys. Jake Turpin, we mentioned Hooker for the Broncos, probably in and out. But I, I dare say, playing Super Coach this year, you wouldn't need a, enough in your your Hooker, given Smith and Cooker there. Um, the other one I had was Brad Abbey. He's centre wing fullback. Um, I, I have no idea what's the go with um, Jack Whiten for the the Raiders, but he's potentially a last game this round kind of thing. If you back the, the Raiders over the Bulldogs, as a few people would, he, he may be an option there for your centre wing. But, yeah, it, I mean, it just depends. Olam's probably your best bet. But in all honesty, I, I don't think getting enough in is, is all as, as crucial as people make it out to be. Um, I think I would have used the VC loop maybe two or three times in my super coach career. I don't know how much how many times you've used it. but Yeah, is I reckon, it, is I reckon all that I've important? used it. I reckon I've used it two times in mm. however long it's been around, what, like five or six seasons probably? Yeah. I mean, everyone talks about AE nightmares, but you know, any of your players is is prone to an injury, like a ponger, five points. Just It's yeah, it's it's a bit of a gamble, but if you're that set on, on getting enough this week, there's a few options there. Yeah. I suppose it probably comes into play sometimes if you've got a player playing on one of those Sunday games and all of a sudden they are laid out and you've got no other options to bring into your side. Um, you know, that can hurt you. But usually if you set up your team with your players playing late in the round on your bench, you've, mm. there's usually something you can do there to, um, you know, to cover that most of the time. 
Yeah, that's one thing I've learned as well. I've played it for, I think, three years now. So it's always sorting out your bench. So making sure that players who are playing late in the week, uh, you've got the reserve on in case anything happens. And, and you know, I've seen a lot of people this year get caught out um, making trades too early and not leaving enough um, players for the, the last few games. Mm. Like a, lot of, a lot of people traded in Pusatua, <clears throat> Mark Gill, last week. So they, they got burned by him being a laid out and, and all that. So, yeah, it's, it's a frustrating game sometimes, isn't it, that you've got to constantly be on the lookout for team news and, and, and laid outs and all that. But Yeah, I traded him in a couple of weeks ago and then obviously he was the first game of the round and he was a late out and it was a frantic uh, reverse trade driving, <laughs> driving down the highway on the way home with about 10 Ooh. minutes to go before Super the coach comes first to, uh, to <laughs> other motorists' sake. We, we all know that. <laughs> yeah, so, that, so you that, got him out. He's, he's oh, yeah, I, got, I got him out in time, just, but... You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I've got to trade him out and then I've got to set my team back up so my players are actually all playing. Yeah, but got it done, got it done. I felt I felt horrible. Um, I spruiked him on the podcast when I was on a month ago in round 13 and ended up sleeping through until about 4 o'clock that day, and <laughs> did, as you may have heard, and didn't, didn't trade him in in time. And he, of course, tunned up, and I thought, that's, that's delete team time and everything. <laughs> but, you know, lo and behold, he just then not played a game for yeah. three weeks, so... Yeah, yeah so it's been okay. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, look, it's past my bedtime, so we better we better <laughs> wrap it up. Thank you very much for coming on the pod uh, again this week. Hopefully, uh, without Josh here, the curse is reversed and you can start climbing back up into that top 100 now. Well, I've heard Wilfred's footsteps for weeks now, so I'd like to think I escape him in the run home here, but... I'll need a, a couple of lucky calls to go my way, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a great year, so I can't complain. A lot of yeah. people worse off than I am. So <laughs> yeah, now, now that Wenon's out of the country, everything suddenly looks a bit rosier and everyone's a bit happier around the office here. So who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, mate. All right. Well, you get out of the office, get home. Thanks again. And we'll, uh, we'll speak to you soon. Not a worry. Have a good night, mate. See you, mate. See you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.